Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040, WHO. The People Show is back on the air for another hour. We're here till 11 o'clock talking about the Hawkeyes' win. Over the Boston College Eagles, 27-20. Arizona just put one up over the top of Purdue. Get a touchdown. Going to be 28th quarter. Purdue has abandoned the run. Don't know what's happened, but the Big Ten looking to go 2-0 here. Maybe. 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 A lot lot of football left. Well, I was going to say, because we're still in the third quarter here, this game could still end up, it's 31-28 soon to be, it could end up being like a 62-58 final. Yeah, and we we know from watching this bowl game with the Hawkeyes today, even when you run the ball 75 times, it's going to be about a 3-hour and 15-minute broadcast. But the Iowa Hawkeyes started the Big Ten off on the right foot, getting the win tonight, 27-20, finishing the season 8-5. and uh, I want you to vote on Twitter, at SoundOffWHO, what grade would you give the Iowa Hawkeyes? Right now, uh, 652 votes in. 3% are giving the Hawkeyes an A for the season. That's too high. I'm sorry. I don't know how you would justify an A. That's, I, I have no idea how you could justify an A. 3% is what we've had, about 20 people? Yeah. Okay. You, you lost to Purdue. You can't have an A in a season where you lost to Purdue. I'm not sure you can have an A in a season that you went to the pinstripe bowl. That's fair. Uh, 45% are giving it a B. 43% are giving it a C. 9% are giving it a D. Yeah, D's too low also. So let's see, 9%. we got about 160 people that are... Yeah. That are, no, 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 no. That's way too many. I've got a 60. math petition. You're... About 60 people that have yeah. voted that way. That's too That's too low. I think the right answer is C and B, and you can. I could sway either way in that. I'm probably going to go, because we did not give pluses or minuses, I'm going with a C. If we had the plus or minus scale, it would be a C plus, high C plus. Yeah, I w- I'm going to go with B minus, so I'm going to land on B. And I know that okay. some people think that's being optimistic, but that's... That's how I feel today. You it's, know, it's, it's the giving season. It's time to let the people talk because it is the people show. Mike, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, how you doing? Good. Hey, I just called uh, not too long ago. I got cut off because I think I uh, inadvertently uh, <laughs> uh, mentioned hey, it's uh, a, yeah, listen, FCC violation. Hey, listen, Mike, we all, we all do it. it it's that. okay, man. It's okay. Yeah. So I'm going to do better this time, I hope. So, uh, Anyhow, I just wanted to say that uh, uh, as far as my grade goes, if I had to give it just a straight A, B, C, I would go C only because, you know, I I had high expectations this year, didn't know what the quarterback situation was going to, how that was going to pan out, you know, and everything. But honestly, I thought Stanley did well. I mean, if you look at him, he has, what, 25, 26? touchdowns, six interceptions. I mean, the guy did pretty good, you know. So I would give that a C, but if I I could do a plus or minus, maybe a B minus, C plus, something like that. But going back to the people who say, oh, we're only, you know, I was only, you know, we can only expect eight wins a year because we're not Ohio State or we're not Alabama. Why? But why can't we be that? Why can't we be those people? I mean, as long as we only limit ourselves to being an eight or a nine win team. That's all we're going to be. Why can't we expect to be a 10, 12 win team every year? 
Let's go out and do it. Just go out and do it. And what happened two years ago was you got the taste of it, and you and you liked the way it felt, and you're like, yes, let's do that again. Mike, thanks for the phone call. Joe hasn't answered your question. How you you asked how could somebody give this season an A? Joe's solution: uh, Common Core. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer, Joe. That's fantastic. Ten forty. Let's go to uh, Matt. Matt, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. And hats off, by the way, to Mike, our last caller. Yeah. After that whole call, without dropping an S, dropping a yeah, an FCC violation. We appreciate it, Mike. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I'd give him a B minus. Uh, I enjoyed the season. Didn't have to. You know, it's a great escape for everybody. Good entertainment. I love your show. Uh, when you had the last football game show. You said, give one word to describe the game, and I'm the one that called in and said field position. Hmm. And someone else. Which was two words. <laughs> and uh, the punt return part and the punting is part of that field position. Yeah, no doubt about that. And we just need to work on that. And uh, Oh, to me, the feel good story of the night was this walk on sophomore from Rockford, uh, Nate Weeding. Yeah. Weeding? Uh, that made me feel good to see him get in and make a big play. Yeah, Travis, do you have that call from Dolph for the Nate Weeding touchdown? Well, we thought it was a touchdown. Oh, no, I, I got rid of it. Oh, and did you? Yeah, really? I'm sorry. He doesn't even get a scholarship. Is that true? You might look it up or Google it or something, but I heard he, he's a walk-on or something. Well, the only reason I wanted to hear the call was because Gary was – it was one of those moments where even Gary for a second was confused about who had the ball <laughs> yeah, on the field. Yeah, that's true. And again, is- Gary's sitting – yeah, 300 yards away from right. where the play's happening, so I'm not faulting him. But it was, that's, yeah, Nate Weeding was the guy where Gary's going, I I think that's. Is this, uh, is this it? Is this it? Yeah. Oh, who cares? Shut that microphone off. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> that was Dolph. He was pissed at the official? Yeah. Is that what oh, that was? Who cares? Yeah. Shut that microphone off. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's too late for ten forty. We didn't have too many of those today. There were a few times throughout the broadcast where the the, the gentlemen let their uh, let their emotions yes. get the best of them. That was it. Pete, thanks for giving us a call here on Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. How hey, are you, sir? great show. Thanks, man. Uh, I had two points real quick. Uh, one on the downfield passing, why they didn't go down. I didn't see many uh, pass interference or holding except for that one on the left side, sort of a long play towards the end. Yeah. But they just weren't calling uh, pass interference. And a couple of the times, uh, they were just coming down and literally when the, the end uh, would break to the center, just getting in his way and holding them, almost tackling them. And I don't remember, other than that one play that got flagged, that they just let it go on both sides. Yeah, Pete, as far as your initial question about why the Hawkeyes didn't try to move the ball down the field through the air, Nate Stanley had no time. The offensive line yeah, was not was giving him a lot of protection, and even when he did, the guys, at least on the television broadcast, were repeatedly talking about how Boston College's secondary was covering all those receivers. So when Nate was getting a few chances to, a few seconds to look, there was nothing there. Did you have yeah. some force? There you go. The, the other and he's thing. thrown to the ground before he can even cock yeah. his arm. Sack. On, go ahead, on Pete. Recruiting yep. was uh, one of the talking head shows on TV. A little bit of what uh, a couple weeks ago said that on recruiting that most teams get almost half of their players within a hundred and fifty to two hundred mile uh, area, and that's the only other thing that is inter- or 
causes them to go to a place is like Nebraska used to get a whole bunch of players from Texas because they, if Texas wouldn't give them a scholarship, then they got to Nebraska right. and would, you know, beat Texas. So when you look at some of these places like Ohio State or Penn State, uh, they got so many players in that area where Iowa doesn't have just the sheer population to draw from that, you know, the Ohio State or Penn State does or Michigan. They're just physically so many, you know, more players in those areas. So just a thought. Thanks for the phone call, Pete. Appreciate yeah, that, Thank sir. you. Uh, UI Hawk grad says uh, Wisconsin, going back to the recruiting, and when I asked, you know, if Wisconsin can win and players go to Wisconsin, but not Iowa, he says Wisconsin doesn't have Wisconsin State to compete with for recruits. Fan financial support, that's a big deal. So you're saying that Iowa State's on a level playing field with you now. Okay. That's fair. I would probably agree with you that. Maybe it's because they have a visionary athletic director. I'd agree with that. That's that's something to think about. 284-1040. Oh. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by. So next year, pretty light non-con. They've got Western Kentucky, New Mexico, BYU. Then they play at Iowa. They play at Michigan. They play at Northwestern. They play at Penn State. So Wisconsin does have a pretty and, tough road. And, and Jeff, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm not going to. It's hard for me to talk about Iowa next year, not knowing if Josh Jackson is coming back and not knowing if James Daniels is coming back. Because those two guys leave, that changes the dynamic of a lot of things. You're losing Akram Wadley. You're losing all three of your linebackers. If you don't have some, some, especially your anchor on the offensive line and your best defensive player coming back, um, what? it's hard to have that assessment right now. As soon as, as soon as we know what those guys are doing, I'm going to feel a lot better, a lot worse about 2018. I, I 100% agree. Um, I'd probably say Wisconsin like is a 1A and then maybe Nebraska and Iowa is like a 2A, 2B. I think that's, um, I think that's, that's fair. fair, Jeff. Yep. 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 Thanks a lot for the phone call, Jeff. Now, right. Iowa has a better schedule than Nebraska. 100% and Wisconsin. But, you know, we were talking off the air and when you say better, more manageable. More, yeah, yeah. exactly. But easier. You can also lose to Northern Iowa. That's right. Don't look past Northern Iowa. It, I mean, yeah. There's a conversation that needs to be had about what's coming back on this Iowa offense. I know we've got players coming back. Nate Stanley had. When you look at Nate Stanley's touchdown to interceptions, that's very impressive. Yeah. Are there playmakers coming back on this Iowa offense? Noah Fant. That's a good one. Dave, you're up next here on Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. How are you, sir? Dave. Hello. Hey, good show, guys. Thanks, man. How are we all doing tonight after that great win? Doing well, sir. Hey, I want to talk a little bit about field position. Um, I know the punter's been kind of thrown under the bus this year, but don't you think the defense, the style uh, of defense we play, when we don't really tighten things down until uh, the ball gets into our territory, uh, contributes greatly to um, tough field position for the offense at times. Boy, but Dave, that's an interesting take on that. I, you might be able to talk me into this, but up front, I would—I don't want to fault the defense too much this season. It seems like they did a really good job. There were a few games where this defense struggled a little bit with uh, with controlling running games, which was kind of a surprise. 
But Travis, does that seem right to you? Do we should we pin some of the field position problems back on the defense? The bend but don't break style of the well, defense. Well, when like you that bend, you, you do give up yards. You, you give up some yards, and you. I mean, you get drives to the I mean, forty-five, Dave, fifty, and you can make that case tonight, Dave. Yeah. That you know, giving all that room on those underneath patterns, those crossing patterns, that that was something that hurt field position without a doubt that they were able to sustain drives but I think you could at the same time put that back on the offense you know at one point the offense's longest drive had been seven plays and it had moved yeah. something what did they drivers would move the ball 14 yards in seven plays that was the offense's longest drive so I'd put it if you if you want to give some of the blame to defense I'd give just as much blame to the offense but I think the majority of that blame as unfair as it, as it is to put on a sophomore in college it goes back to the punter that that's not a Division One punting game that we saw from the Iowa Hawkeyes this year, and oh, whether it's that. whether it's Colton Rastetter who's coming back next year, or you've got a, a punter on scholarship who you burned the red shirt for this year, got to figure I, that out. Yeah, I get the special teams. That I no argument for me there. I just think when we had a marginal offense with a young quarterback at the start of the season, and we play that bend and don't break style, we're going to give up yards and we're going to bend our offense pretty deep at times as a result of that style of defense. And it seemed to me like tonight when we tightened up the defense in the second half and forced the defense to make a stop, that's when the offense had some field position to really work with. Yeah, and, and they had field position and then longer drives which kept the defense off the field and and, and better rest. Right. So yeah. uh, Boston College still controlled the clock, but that came mostly from the first half, not the second half. Dave, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Two eight four ten forty. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I uh, do got a, a tweet coming in. Next year, can we get sound off in a podcast form? Well, it is. He says, iHeartRadio keeps dropping the signal, and it's hard to follow tonight. I don't like that. Get a B grade. Yeah, Mark writes in, B grade for me, trying to keep running the ball when we clearly could not effectively during the yeah. year. Love the show. That means the world. When I hear that stuff, man, that I, what love the show. I know it sounds like such just an ego stroke, but but you you know we, we're we're temperamental. We do need yeah. we need pats on the back. People say that I go oh oh thanks. I know. Andy, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue. Now watch. Sauna. Andy's gonna be like hate, hate the show. you guys. Hate both you guys. Rodney and Trevor, you're awful. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> What's up, <laughs> Andy? Love this program. Thanks, man. I love this program. I love you guys. I love your morning program. I love the afternoon program. Thanks, Andy. But I got a quick question for you. But tonight hey, you guess suck. What? Go ahead, buddy. Hey, um, my question is, uh, first off, I'm an Iowa State guy, and I've been watching the game. I love the game. I was, I just have these questions about, all I hear is about everybody's, uh, you know, the bag on the coordinators a little bit. As the coordinators... Have they grown with the team? That's what's really interesting because I mean, I looked, I watched the Nate Stanley play, and he just didn't seem like he was actually doing anything any better than he did from day one. Have Have they grown? I mean, again, I'm an Iowa State guy, and I'm just watching the game because I. Who else am I going to watch? I don't live. In <laughs> so Iowa. you're asking is is Nate Stanley a better quarterback today than he was against Iowa State? Exactly. That's a fair question. It's a really good and, question. And I'm I'm going to say I'm going to say no. Are they are the coordinators better than they were on that day too? Because to me, I watch it. And, you know, listening to ESPN call this game, they're saying run up the middle, run up the middle, run up the middle. Yet we run outside. 
Let Andy, us think Andy, about you've given that, us Andy. a lot to think about, man. We appreciate that. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Andy. Right appreciate it. So, Pat, Brent, is that a new Jeff? or did it... I think it's new Jeff. No, you put Same him on Jeff? hold. That's why I always hang up on people Come instead on. of putting him on, on hold. So now we just hung up on a Jeff that's been <laughs> on hold for five minutes. <laughs> we'll be back. It's the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Fox News Radio. I'm Jill Nato. U.S. spy satellites have reportedly gotten photos of Chinese ships illegally selling oil to North Korean ships 30 times in the past three months. That from a South Korean newspaper. If true, that's a violation of U.N. sanctions aimed at limiting North Korea's oil imports in response to Kim Jong-un's nuclear program. Most of the northern half of the U.S. dealing with some brutal cold. National Weather Service meteorologist Mark Chenard. That very cold weather is going to continue pretty much stretching from Montana, Wyoming, all the way across the rest of the central and northern part of the country. So across the plains, Midwest, and into the north, northeast, going to stay well below normal um, as we head through the week. All this comes as Erie, Pennsylvania is digging out from a record five-plus feet of snow. Fox News. We report. You decide. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored. B plus, B minus is where they where they finished. I'm with you there, Brent. Thanks for the yeah, call, man. I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Stan, Stanley too is a much better. He's much better quarterback than these Stradier. I don't know what I don't know what that guy was talking about. Uh, much better quarterback than what? I'm sorry. Give me why you think so. Oh, okay. Well, okay. You know, obviously when he came out of the gates, I meant uh, how many times did he fumble the ball? I mean, when he was every every third time he was hit, it was a fumble. I mean, he cleaned all that up. Uh, he threw a ton of TD passes. Um, our biggest weakness is the guys is the offensive line. That's what separates us from Wisconsin is the O line. It's not that we don't have a good player or two up front, but you have to have all five guys being dominant, and that's where we're really weak. I think, Brent, that, that, that leads me to what my answer would have been about if if the coordinators are actually making these guys better. I've used this as, I don't want to say an excuse, but the reason all season long, it's execution. If the offensive line is, is blocking guys, if you've got the right five and the best five guys out there, you have great games, and you get great execution. Some of these games, like the Ohio State game, guys were making incredible catches. The next week against Purdue, we had guys dropping balls. So I, 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 my gut tells me they absolutely got better throughout the year, that you, you, these ups and downs had a lot more to do with just execution than coordinators. So there you Yeah, go. yeah, but it, and as we talk about them, and we know at Iowa, you wouldn't lose games in the line of scrimmage. Absolutely. Uh, you're, 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 sure, you drop some passes here and there, but... If you try to run effective offense with guys in your backfield, good luck with that. I mean, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. You, trying trying to throw the ball when you got guys in the backfield, or run the ball when you got guys. You know, I'm, guys. When I say guys, I'm talking about opponents. Yeah, defensive guys. And, and by the way, penetration Brent, penetration kills offense. And by the way, it's just not at Iowa. I mean, you look at Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma. I mean, they're built with it's guys offense, up front. Absolutely, Brent. Thanks for absolutely. the call tonight, man. Appreciate thanks, it, buddy. Man. No problem. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. You bet. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go to Pat. Pat, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio ten forty WHO. Happy, to, happy to be on. I want to interject some celebration into what's been a pretty maudlin discussion. <laughs> this season uh, included a an epic game against Penn State, which uh, lasted yeah. four True. seconds too long. Yeah. yeah, the Ohio State win, of course, was uh, never to be forgotten. We shellacked uh, Nebraska. We won a bowl game. Our first time starting sophomore quarterback throws 
one less touchdown pass than Chuck Long, an all-time record holder at Iowa. Akram Wadley, who started his career not being able to hold on to the football, ends up scoring more touchdowns than anybody except one player in the history of Iowa football, ends up in the top five of rushing yards. Noah Fant catches more touchdown passes than any sophomore in the history of Iowa football. Uh, We've got two consensus All-Americans on defense, a linebacker and a a defensive back. The defensive line, which is all coming back except uh, for for, uh, Budgeta, is uh, probably ranks with any in the Big Ten. It's a season to celebrate, not uh, criticize and and worry about. Uh, And and I'd even say Pat won a ball game. I'd even say Pat left a couple of things off there. I probably did. Yeah, because I think that Iowa State win, winning in Ames in that fashion, that's one of the best Iowa wins in that series that I can remember. I would agree with you on that. I would. I and I put tonight's win the second best win of the season. See, I, and I, I put. I. I. What is I said fourth. Ohio State is number one hands down yes. to me. And I think that I put Iowa State and Nebraska because you just thumped Nebraska and that felt so good. And, and the you. reason I put this number two is because you had to get a bowl win. That's and, true. And, Great point. And, 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 yeah. and, and it's and it's the best way because if you don't win tonight. Uh, Pat, this discussion is a lot different than what we're having because yeah, you're, you're, we, you're, well, we did, we yeah, did. Yeah, and that and that's what I'm saying. That's don't what hypothesize if we don't. Yeah. we did. Win. No, no, and that's, that's what the problem with your show tonight. No, well, you're, it, you're worried about what could have been or might have been or woe is me. We won a ball game tonight. We played a terrific second half. And that's why I put this win the second best one of the season. Ohio State will still be, yeah, to me, the Ohio State may, win might be the How best one of the season. How about this? All those things the, that Pat mentioned, and Pat, you didn't even mention the one thing this season will be remembered for. The Wave. The Wave. This is going to be the season of the Wave. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Happy New Year. 284-1040. Let's go to CJ. CJ, welcome. CJ Beathard? No way. Uh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can I ask you something? Did Pat just say, woe is me? He, he may, might have. may have. Either that or whoopsie-daisies. I salute you, Pat. That was awesome. Um, just a quick quick comment. I, I know it was touched on a couple callers ago, but uh, about Nathan Stanley, does anybody remember how many deep balls he missed early on in the season? Yep. Yeah, every one, all of them, CJ is the answer. Recall, I know he had one one in the back of the end zone to Hawkinson today that was, I, I don't know, if it was, I consider that a deep ball, but he really didn't miss anything yeah. uh, that I can remember the last, even, even the games they were struggling against uh, Purdue and, and Wisconsin, I don't, I don't remember him missing deep balls. Maybe one, maybe one or two against Purdue, but nothing, nothing jumps out at me. I'm with you on that, CJ. I do, I do have one other question for you guys. Um, do you have any thoughts on guys like Devontae Young and Adrian Falconer? Are those guys, are they going to be grad transfer eligible? Or, or I guess just kind of want to get your guys thoughts on uh, the receivers that didn't see the field this year. Man, Thank what you. about Matt Quarles? That's another one. Remember that kid that came in from New Mexico and we thought that he was going to oh, be, right, yeah. be a part of this uh, passing game, maybe even like one of the solutions because we had no answers. I'm not sure any of those guys, CJ uh, Falconer, um, I'm not sure those guys are going to make a difference at all. You know, Nick Easley's showed, I think, that's the future of the Iowa receiving core. And you've got two great tight ends. You're going to have a couple more years with Easley, or one more year with Easley, I guess. I don't see a situation where Adrian Falconer makes a huge splash or, or, or another guy that comes in here makes, makes a big move. I mean, you've, you've got, a, got a decent, tight group in that depth chart for receiver with Cooper and 
Smith Marset. So I think that that's probably you probably see those names more than new names. What happened to uh, Brandon Smith today? Oh, that's a great question because they thought he would be he'd see a little bit more action. I didn't see him at all. We, if we get a yeah. chance, CJ, we'll chat with uh, uh, with Lysico and Emmer and ask them about that throughout the weekend. Uh, he was on the I did see him on the sidelines, spotted on the TV, but I just noticed that I was kind of surprised to see Cooper. I know that Smith Marset was banged up, but I was kind of surprised to see Cooper ahead of Smith. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go to Brad. Brad, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, I love the show all year, guys. Just like every year, you guys do a terrific job. Thank you, sir. Well, Ross more than Travis, but anyway. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> In all fairness, Travis, this is Ross's brother. Yeah, okay. So I got a proper love. That's bit. why I thought you'd like me more. He does. No, I love my brother. Yeah, that's not what he right. says. I just want to point out, I was right uh, about a month ago, or maybe more than that, when I called in and uh, predicted that the Hawkeyes have a better chance of winning a bowl game the closer we stay to six wins. <laughs> I think if we got eight and four throughout the season, we'd still be eight and five because we'd have lost our bowl game. I mean, we didn't have a terrific team this year, but I think they did show drastic improvement. Like the positive call we had two calls ago. Man, that quarterback was terrible at the beginning of the year. Anything over 15 yards, you can just count on. You, you might as well have punted. And then towards the end of the year, he started connecting on some long throws. Uh, I'm just really excited about the future of Hawkeye football. And uh, that's all I got, guys. Good show. Thanks, Brad. See you, buddy. 284-1040. He's a lot nicer on the phone than he is in person. I'll just tell you that, okay? <laughs> I, mean, he's not, I mean, I got so many typewriters from that guy yeah. when I was a kid. You know what that is? A typewriter? Where you sit on you sit on somebody's chest and you thump them in the head? Oh. Yeah. No, because I was the youngest and all my brothers were gone. So basically I grew oh, up as an, as an only child. Lucky. I was lucky. I was a spoiled brat. Got everything I wanted. I, I got everything I wanted as long as what I wanted was my brother to beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> Interact with us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. We'll take another break. Come Turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Dollars a pound, and it's also mug night on Wednesday. Eight dollar buy, five dollar refill. Thursday, half price Bubba's boneless wings. Friday, uh, cola pint night. Saturday, sixteen ounce uh, cousin cocktails. <laughs> Sunday, five dollar odd couples. Just something all the time at Jethro's, and. Well, we know they listen to the show, and we appreciate them listening to the show. And they and I, we really, I know you do, and I know yeah, I do. Yeah, I appreciate them being a part of the been show. Been a wonderful relationship that we've been able to to build with those guys over the last couple of years. So, just to wrap up a couple of things, I, I gave the season overall a C. I'll give it a B. I, and, and I and I and I think you could probably persuade me to a B, and I probably could persuade you to a C right. if we sit here and had yeah. this conversation. Um, yeah. You rank this as the fourth best win. I'm giving it the second best win. I, I like your logic on this, though, Travis. Yeah. And I think it swings it up that scale for me. You know, maybe I'm over, maybe I'm, I'm misremembering that Iowa State win. That seemed like a big win at that it, time. It was, and I think it's the third best win. Um, and it would have been number two behind Ohio State, but I think a, getting a bowl win was so important. I agree with you. And it yeah. changes the dynamic and the discussion heading into spring That's and into 2018. This game has much longer-lasting implications yes. than any of those other games. You could lose to Iowa State. You could have a, a rebound even that next week, and it at least clears your brain a little bit from it. 
we had talked about that on Hawk Central, the importance of winning this game for the sake of us, for the fan base, for our mental health, so that we didn't go through an entire offseason like we did after that tax slayer yeah. bowl or after the Rose Bowl of wondering, where are we? And we don't have to see ABC, ESPN, the Big Ten Network throw up graphics of loss, 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 loss anymore. Right. I mean, it, it, it is a mental thing. And you saw those guys celebrate after the game was over tonight because those seniors... It's their first one. Yes. Man. Now, they, they 28 wins, that's great. Yeah. But when you didn't have a bowl win to show for it, you didn't want to be that class. Completely agree with you, right? I, this was I, so for all those reasons, Travis. I think I, you've moved it up that ladder. Wow, I've changed your mind I, on the, the subject. Well, this is the thing: if we, go, I'm, I'm a big guy on you know trying to put myself five or ten years in the future yeah. and look back on things. And I think you're right that we'll go, we'll look back on this season and say that Ohio State win, pff, iconic, uh, one of those great moments in Hawkeye history. I think that this Boston College win will will remember this because it, we're going to have a good feeling this offseason. Yeah. We haven't had that for six years. It's going to be great. Now, I will say this. Uh, I have a lot of friends that played Division One college football and played at a very high level, national championships. The, the, the difference between a successful season and an average season, a C or B, is what happens now in winter workouts yeah. in spring and summer. Um, and I always got the right people there. Yeah. The, to 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 do that the development yeah the development yeah. the weight training but it all starts with a culture and it all starts what happens in, in winter workouts spring spring uh, spring ball and then all through the summer that's where 2018 will be determined it won't be what ha- it, it changes the discussion from a fan base a win right right but how 2018 shapes up to be takes place over the next you know several months of of hard work. Let's hope we're here again next fall. Man. I think we will. I, be. I think we will be also. And you know we, but we, we always joke. We don't know. <laughs> so let let's hope we're here and not you know calling games somewhere. For, I think this was year number five for us. Yes, you, it was. you skipped.